Hey everyone, and welcome to the Relentless Youth Ministry Methods podcast. We chose the name Relentless because of its focus on a constant pursuit of first and foremost, our relationship with God, and second, the sacrifice it takes to see any ministry grow and be sustainable. When God gives us a vision, we must be relentless in our obedience and dedication to see it come to pass. Thank you for taking the time to stop by and check us out. We pray that you find something encouraging and helpful while you're here. And now it's time for this week's episode. Welcome, everybody, to Season 3 of Relentless Youth Ministry Methods Podcast. Uh, super excited to be with you for the third season. And uh, today we have a great topic. Before we get started, though, um, I want to kind of reiterate the principles or the pillars, if you will, that Relentless Youth Ministry Methods is kind of built on, and that is methods, ministry, encouragement, ideas, innovation, and inspiration. All of those things we hope and desire to touch on as we go through this year. Um, And again, we're super excited about what topics we have to talk about with you guys. Uh, This week, we will be discussing uh, starting off your youth ministry year and what casting a vision looks like and how we went about doing that. Uh, James, just kind of from off the top of your head, um, when it comes to that topic kind of what are your thoughts on that uh super important from um two different uh points of view one as a leader any leader um casting a vision is huge for whatever if it's a business organization it's uh obviously senior pastor uh youth pastor it's a little bit more complex i think in some ways because your gig and job is to convey a, a vision that concurs and flows with the vision the pastor has for the church. And so it's, it's extremely important, you know? Yeah. And we're, and we're going to talk about that. Um, and I think you make a really great point when it comes to your vision uh, as the youth ministry leader and of the youth ministry aligning with the vision uh, of the pastor of, of that church. And so, again, we want to welcome everybody to Season 3, um, and we're looking forward to, uh, again, another great year of insightful discussions and encouragement. That's what I really want this podcast to be, and I think James would agree with that, is it to be an encouragement to those listening. We know any type of ministry can be um, something we all love to do, something we are very passionate about. But at the same time, it can be, um, it, it can wear you out, <laughs> you know, it can wear you out. And sometimes you can, uh, the battle in the mind is probably uh, one of the greatest battlefields that you'll deal with. And encouragement is something that we all need as we navigate through ministry and what God has called us to do. So the scripture that comes to mind is one I'm sure you're, you've heard of, you're aware of, uh, Proverbs 29 and 18. And it simply says, where there is no vision the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he, happy is he. And so again, where there's no vision, the people perish. Vision is so important. Um, And when creating a vision, it's something that needs to be taken very, very seriously. It's something that was very important to me. I can tell you, um, I've said this before in times past, you know, uh, when me me and James and I talk about youth ministry and different things that we did. There are things that I regret um, not doing. But when it comes to this, this is something I was very, very intentional 
about. And so it was something I, I was very prayerful about. Uh, it was something I was intentional about touching back on throughout the year as well. So I, I would I would take time and set it aside and pray and say, Lord, what is the direction that you want us to go? What is the vision for us this year? And sometimes the direction of, of where we were supposed to go that year came to me as one word or a scripture or both. Or I, it was a scripture and I would begin to dig out the scripture and, you know, I would come out of it with one word, something that was simple, something that our young people could remember um, that year. Or it, it was a word and um, I would begin to dig out scripture. And I believe the Lord begins to lead and make that connection between between the word and the scripture so, you, so that you can have both. It's, I think it was very important that whatever your vision was, that it was founded in the word, that it was founded in scripture. Um, and so that was something that I would do. And uh, here's some pointers that I kept in mind when vision casting for the year. One I've already mentioned, and that was be very prayerful about it. Set aside some uh, time for fasting about it. And uh, the second thing was make sure it aligns with your pastor's overall vision. It's kind of one of the ways you can kind of check it at the very beginning um, and, and see if, hey, is this really the direction we should be going? Never will there be a time where you're, you get some spiritual revelation that is contrary to either what your pastor is teaching or preaching unless uh, they're not in the truth, but that's for a whole other podcast. Um, and never is it going to be contradictory. Okay, God's not the author of confusion, so he it's going to be in alignment. And so that's kind of the first step, if you will, of recognizing uh, its alignment. The other thing was have a special service to launch it. Um, I know one thing I did every year was an I will service, and I actually got the idea from James. So we used to do this thing years ago called 30-Hour Famine. James um, had a huge heart for this uh uh, this concept, uh, basically in a nutshell, what it was is we, you would go on a 30-hour fast, and he would he would challenge all of us as young people to go on this 30-hour fast, but we were raising money, and that money was going to missions. James, I don't know if you want to talk a little more about it or if I left some pieces out of it um, about 30-hour famine. Well, uh, you know, the concept, definitely not anything new. Um, organization called World Vision provides the resources uh Everything you raise went towards to help kids with after-school programs. It was actually something that I felt like the young people that we had at that time, they really bought into that. And they could actually feel like they were a part of something. Not to mention, what an incredible 30 hours. I mean, yeah. uh, it was unlike anything I'd ever been a part of in terms of we built. They, they opened by building their own place they were going to sleep out of cardboard boxes. I mean, it was like a cardboard box city which you know that was like wow cool you know but uh it was one of these things where we did it for man i want to say we did it for four or five years in a row and uh i i would call it a, a wild success you know it's great it was and the kids loved it um and obviously you know eating uh after the 30 hours was um an amazing experience as well. But yes, building the cardboard cities was a ton of fun. 
Um, but at the end of it, James always had um, a moment of consecration, for lack of a better word. And I think uh, he challenged with us making the decision. I don't even know if this is part of the curriculum, James. I don't know if it was your idea, but it was I. It was an I will commitment. I will do this. And so I know one year he had a canvas, and he had somebody in the church paint I will and the scripture on it. Um, and you know we made a commitment. We took our uh, you know put a fingerprint and paint and and put it on that canvas. And a commitment was made saying I will. Um, you know, whatever that scripture challenge was. Well, I, I just love the concept so much. I, I, I married that into our vision casting service. So, you know, I had a sermon. I would talk about the scripture. I would talk about, you know, this is the vision that God has called us for us, the, you know, the, the direction that we're going this year. And at the end of it, I had an easel up at the, at the uh, you know, next to me by the pulpit. And we always had a super powerful altar call. But before that altar call would happen, we would have, you know, all the guys line up um, and have them come up. And, and I would make a call. I would say, hey, you know, this isn't this isn't just for everybody to do. This is for those that are making a commitment this year um, to be a part of this youth group, to be a part of this vision. Um, and, and we always had a great response, a powerful response. But that I would encourage uh, anyone to make it um, a part of a service, your first service, or one of the first ones you do um, on your in, in the first month of your calendar. You don't have to do you know exactly what we did with the canvas, but it was a a powerful thing um, that we did. And then after that, touch on it at different points throughout the year. Remember, be intentional uh, about the vision that God has given you, and touch on it in your messages touch on it in uh, your game nights even if you have a theme um, I'll be honest with you I, I didn't always um, do it with game nights as much but definitely with my messages and here's the cool thing if it's really of God I really believe this if it's really of the Lord at any youth rally or at any um, other youth service God's just like that his word is confirms itself and something will be preached that will, the, and I had this happen to me so many times where the kids would, I'd be sitting down at the end of them and somebody would say something, something we've been talking about, right, that it was connected to our vision. And they would all lean down and look at me and be like, you know, oh my gosh, look, you know, that's what we were talking about. And that's just God proving himself that his word will confirm um, there will be confirmation It is if it is of the Lord. And so I have no doubt um, that those listening, that you're going to make that, that you're going to be intentional about that, that you're hearing from the Lord and that you're going to have that confirmation. And then the other part of it is tied in with your youth week or youth revival. I know we did a youth week every year. Um, uh, James, I know they did a conference every year. And so whatever that is to you, if it's a, if it's a two day conference, if it's just, you know, a youth week where a traditional youth week is, you know, you start off with something low-key at the church, then you do um, an outing and then your main service, or maybe it's just one night. But tie it into that. Tie it into that. And everybody's youth week's different. I know some people, the the, major, the common time to do it is in April. I always did ours in the fall. Um, so it could be whatever you want it to be. But I would say however you close the year out, you close it out, making its connection to the vision that you launched at the beginning of the year. Um, and we, we just had some wonderful 
moves of God. Um, we were blessed to have that. And I, I can remember many times that there were, um, we had our youth room, the way it was set up, we had um, our youth sanctuary and the back was uh, the cafe. And so we'd have parents who'd come in on a Wednesday night and they would be waiting for their kids, but their kids were slain in the spirit or they were tearing at the altar. And these are just powerful moments. And I just want to encourage someone out there, you know, be intentional because here's the thing. It is a lot of work on the front end, you know, fasting. It's not fun taking time out to be intentional about something like this. It takes time, right? But the dividends that it pays when it comes to the spiritual growth of the youth ministry um, that God has blessed you to serve, as well as seeing the growth of individuals, as well as seeing the light bulbs come on. And some of the young people, when the word is confirmed at other youth events, I can't tell you how much it, it and, and one big roundabout way, just reinforces um, the spiritual maturity and growth of the young people that God has placed you over. And so those are just some of the points I have when it comes to um, vision casting um, when it comes to uh, when, to, how to do it, when to do it, uh, James, we have about two minutes left in our first segment. Do you have any thoughts on the things I talked about? No, everything you said, I concur with. You know, it's um, early on. I probably said this multiple times. I was not a trained youth minister. Uh, I, I would say it kind of fell in my lap, but it was definitely a calling that God pulled me into, and so I was kind of learning on the fly. And early on, I didn't do as much vision casting as I wish I would have. Um, and later on, a few years in, you know, it was a word for a year. There might have been a scripture that we grabbed onto. And uh, man, can I, I think everyone listening to this who's done this for any amount of time can tell, could relate to the fact that you'll be in an event and someone gets up and says something and confirms it in the spirit with God's word. And uh, man, is that, is that get young people to buy in? This is real. There's something really happening. So man, I concur a hundred percent with everything you said. Awesome. Yeah. I, I just, I can't uh, reiterate how important uh, vision casting is. This is why we're doing this episode. It's why I had a, that's why it, it came to my mind. It was on my heart. And so I just want to encourage I would encourage everybody to start the vision casting process in November. It, I know it's the holidays, but it's also time to unplug, uh, just connect with the Lord, connect with, uh, you know, what you're reading in the word and just let the Lord lead you and direct your path. So it's really a great time to begin that process to where you can, you can be focused and hear what the Lord is trying to tell you. Um, so that's what we have for the first segment. We're going to take a break here. And when we return, James is going to lead us off on the last 15 minutes uh, of this episode. Hey, everybody, we're back. And uh, this is James. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, we're recording this at the beginning of 2022. Can you believe that, Ben? It's 2022. I feel like we've been stuck in 2020 for like uh, three straight years, but this is going to be a good year. This is going to be a God year. And I, I say really, a, amen to that, James. I, I really feel seriously 
that there's something moving in the spirit that God's doing some things and uh and we're going to see great things happen this year in spite of everything that's going on with the pandemic and everything else happening in the world I just feel like God is on the he's I've talked to people from around our region where we live on the east coast and uh just heard some incredible testimonies of God moving and and God saving and delivering people. It's just it's an exciting time to be alive. But uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, vision casting. And uh, I might take a little bit different approach than Ben t- took uh, when it comes to casting vision for the upcoming year. Um, a, a, a friend of mine in youth ministry, who to me was one of the greatest youth pastors of our era, uh, said this, youth pastors are lead followers. Uh, We're here to follow Jesus. Follow me as I follow Christ. So when you're casting vision, what is vision? What is your vision? You know, first and foremost, Ben touched on it. We want to get our vision from the Word of God, from the Spirit of God. And uh, how do we do that? We ask, you know, what is the Holy Spirit saying to me? You got to have time to say, Okay, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. I want to hear. You got to get in the Word. Because I can't tell you how many times I'd be going through a passage of Scripture that I'd read a thousand times, and something would jump out at me, and I'd be like, that's it. That's the Word. And it may be the Word for me this year. Um, and so I always started, there was a three-prong, uh, a three-prong approach I took. Um, the first one was, what was the corporate or group um, vision to be for the year. You know, where do we see God taking us as a group? Uh, outreach, evangelism. Um, you know, something that uh, my youth leaders did when I was younger, and I wish I had done it, is they encouraged us to adopt a senior in the church and go and speak to them or pick up a telephone and call them once, you know, every couple of weeks, send them a birthday card. Um, Ben mentioned uh, earlier a World Vision program we did, 30-hour famine, which was great. We did child sponsorship where we sponsored children through our youth group. This was a corporate thing where young people brought their offering, and we sponsored a young man in uh, Haiti uh, for over four years, um, which took care of his education. Uh, Some things that a lot of our kids didn't even know that kids around the world have to pay for their education. They don't just get to show up at school. Uh, we we talked about what was the prayer, the corporate or group prayer. What was the goal? I was like, what's our goal this year? You know, we even talked about things like facilities. What would we like to see different? Would we like to upgrade something in our facility, update something, paint, do something, put, you know, new chairs? Um, so corporate was one prong that uh, the first prong that I always kind of thought about, and it was pretty general. The second was, what does our youth team, what is the vision for our youth team lead? What does that look like? What are our personal goals as a team? Uh, Better communication, which is something I needed a lot of help with um, when it came to communicating. Technology was not my forte, and so I was very fortunate to have uh, uh, two young women who took care of email and and taking care of those types of communi- sending my communication out, but communication, you know, better communication. 
how can we grow together as a team? Uh, we would go to conferences um, on occasion. On occasion, we did an, a couple online seminars that I found that we had done. Uh, how can we grow together as a team? Um, fundraising, we talked about that as a team as well. Budget, what's our fundraising? What are we going to give to for our our uh, the particular denomination we were part of, Sheeps for Christ, which was a big outreach arm of our movement and did so many wonderful things. I'm talking cars for missionaries and washers and dryers and houses and churches. And, and so how can we, what are we going to give? What's our goal for that this year? Um, the other thing we talked about as a team was how can we mentor students better as a team? Um, how do we mentor the next generation of leaders who are with us right now? How can we do that? How can we do that better? The third and uh, prong that I thought of as well were, were individuals. So how do we cast vision to the individual? How do we encourage everyone who we have influence over as a youth leader or any type of leader in the church? How do we encourage everyone to read the word and let the word of God read them? How do, uh, how do we encourage them to not be afraid to ask, what is the Holy Ghost saying to me? Speak to me, Lord. You know, I think sometimes, Ben, we take an Old Testament approach where it's like, we got to listen to this guy right here. When the, in reality, when Peter uh, stood up, he stood up with the 11 other apostles, right, disciples, and spoke the word of the Lord. He wasn't by himself. There was a vision that was, and there was God had given it to each and every one of them individually. Read the, read the epistles and you'll get these different angles on what was going on there in the life of Jesus. You know, so we can't be afraid to ask individuals, what is God saying to you? And don't be afraid to listen. There were moments where there were young people in our youth group who brought things up like a conference. Hey, we should do this. And I wasn't really sold on that at the beginning. And man, did it turn into something that was pretty incredible that had a regional effect, you know, um, on people. And so what is the Holy Spirit saying to them? Encourage individuals to get a vision. What is God speaking to you for your life? You know, even young people, don't wait for them to go to college and to sit in a pew and put a ties check in every week faithfully to get a vision for their life. They need to get a vision right now. You know, in spite of what we might see in the natural, God wants to manifest the supernatural in and through our young people today. Take time to listen to them. There may be some Josephs who God has given a dream that need the freedom to launch that after school Bible study. This isn't the Old Testament. I said that earlier. Take the pressure off of yourself and allow God to speak through other people, even your kids. Don't be afraid of that. God has a plan for them. And uh, I, I look back and I have some time from, uh, from time. And, and again, I, I'll sit back and think about moments where that actually transpired, where a young person encouraged something, whether it was a young person who came in. Uh, we had a young lady who came in with her, her parents who came to get, we had a food pantry. They came on a Friday night to get food. Uh, they weren't interested in the church. They dumped their daughter, literally, in our youth service. And that girl brought a whole high school 
to our youth service. And I couldn't tell you how many young people we baptized and we saw born of the spirit because of that young woman. And all she said was, you should take vans around and pick people up. Well, guess what we did? We took van, our van, two vans around multiple times on a Friday night to pick and drop kids off. And man, was it was an incredible season of ministry, all because of a young lady who was not raised in church. But I feel like God put something in her. Hey, you should do this. And will we see that effect here? Maybe not. But eternity, I believe we'll see it. We'll see. So, yeah, you know, on that point, James, you know, it's funny you say that. I would say that that young lady also impacted the way I did youth ministry as well. Um, Because I only had the notion to use vans because of what and how I saw you guys, how I saw you use vans. Um, and believe it or not, you know, you can connect with a lot of other youth pastors and, and they're not, um, sold on using the van <laughs> as a resource. Right. But, um, I was a huge proponent of vans and, uh, that is, was heavily influenced by being a part of the youth ministry, uh, that you, that you were leading at the time and, and your use of veins as well. And so I agree with you. You know, I think you touched on some really powerful things about, and that's all, that was my goal as a youth pastor. And let me backtrack here. You touched on some powerful things when it was about, when you were encouraging spiritual maturity within young people. Um, and part of that spiritual maturity is hearing the voice of God, being obedient to the voice of God, um, and then allowing them to be, you know, used of the Lord and then to listen right to listen to what they had to uh the input that they had to bring and so um i'm reminded of a, a young lady that came to me during my tenure as youth pastor um and she had this idea and again like you James i wasn't completely sold on it but we did it and it came to be something that was um very successful and is very successful over several years and so um yeah i yeah everything you've said uh spot on and just a different perspective when it comes to to vision casting. So I hope all of this has been helpful to those listening. Um, And just again, to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, do it today. Start today. Start figuring out what the Lord is trying to tell you when it comes to the direction uh, that God is telling you to lead the youth ministry. Youth ministry is more than games. It's more than just keeping people engaged. It's It's more than that. Um, there's something God really wants to do, I think, in all of our lives, too, on an individual level. It's just up to us to begin to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to do in my life? Uh, where are you leading me? I think it's so important what you were talking about, James, when it was talking about uh, encouraging uh, young people uh, to figure out what's the vision for their lives. I don't think there's an age that uh, or a limitation when it comes to age uh, for anyone when it comes to asking the Lord, what do you want from me? What is your plan for me? What is your vision for me? Um, Whether it be for that year or whether it be just for their life um, that God would not respond to. And I'm reminded of the story of Samuel. Just reading it the other day about Samuel and Eli. Samuel is young. He's living in the temple. God calls out to him. He doesn't understand. Goes to Eli three times. Finally, Eli says, hey, that's God calling you. And you hear him call you know, respond, uh, here, my Lord, you know, your, your servant hears you, you know, what, what are you trying to tell your servant? And so, um, and we see the life of Samuel, right? He's a great prophet of Israel. And he was just a child at that moment, uh, when the Lord was calling to him 
And so, uh, listen, it's just such an important uh, concept when it comes to vision, what God wants for your life, the direction that God is leading you, the direction He's leading uh, the youth ministry He's called you. Uh, it's so important. We really uh, hope this has been an encouragement to you in that regard. I just want to close this and just encourage anyone, if you have any questions or anything that you want to talk about, um, you can reach out to me uh, at my email, which is benjaminrodriguez at rymmethods.com. There's two M's in that. Or james at jameswilson at rymmethods.com. Again, there's two M's um, in that tag. So also encourage listener support if you have someone uh, that you know that could benefit from this. Uh, just send this podcast uh, their way. And and lastly, too, again, um, any topics you've had, we, we'd love to hear about it and to talk about it. Um, we did something last year uh, quite a bit, and I'm going to have James do it again, starting off this 2022 that I, I totally 100% agree with James that is going to be an amazing year. It's going to be an amazing year. I'm not saying that nothing bad is going to happen, but what I am saying is that if we're in the will of God and we're obedient to his word, we are going to be victorious no matter what. So I want to have James uh, close us out in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your, your spirit that's here. You're everywhere. That's, that's a relief for us, God, to know that you're everywhere. You're, you're even sitting with the people who are listening to this right now, God. You know where each and every one of us are. You're compassionate and loving. And God, you're for us. You're fighting for us. And so we pray for every person who's listening to this, God, they would understand and realize that you are for them. You're with them. And I pray for your supernatural wisdom. God, just help young people and, le and leaders to, to, uh, to understand the word. God, I pray that they would understand and grab a hold of the concept that, that you're for them and that you have a plan. And that, God, I pray that you would give vision that's clear, God, clear and full of truth, and that you would finish what you started in every person's life who's listening to this. We thank you for it, and we ask this in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Super excited again uh, to be back for season three, and we look forward to speaking with you guys next week. Talk to you then.